Today we're continuing in our series on the fruit of the Spirit, and today we're looking at goodness. I don't believe you can show His goodness, which is what we're called to do. I don't think you can really show His goodness in your life unless you know His goodness in your life. And you know, in the times that we live, I believe we need a bigger revelation of His goodness. That my God is good even when things are bad. That sounds basic, but we've got to get back to basics when things get complicated. And they're getting very complex in the world. You know, this week, Putin's throwing out more threats. I've got the nukes. You know? I don't think he'll use them. I think he's wanting us to back off. But these things stay in your mind, don't they? You know, they affect us. You know, my God is bigger than the doctor's report. My God is bigger than the energy price. He's bigger, amen. Come on. He's bigger. He's still good when things are bad. It sounds basic, but if it's in here, if you know it, it will shape the way you do everything. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. You see, King David in the Bible, he understood this. You know, he wasn't terrified of Goliath. Well, he didn't seem to be anyway. Because he faced him on the battlefield. And some believe, some scholars believe, that the 23rd Psalm was written or recorded at the moment when David went to face Goliath. So as he went onto the battlefield staring death in the face, this, some scholars believe that this is when Psalm 23 was given or delivered. The Lord is my shepherd. And this is the scripture that I'm going to be grounded this message in today. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Listen, sometimes you don't have a choice but to walk through the valley of the shadow of death or doubt or lack or whatever it is. But you have a choice to believe in the valley. That's you. that's your part, and that's what I want to talk to you about today. See, David didn't overcome Goliath simply with a rock. He overcame Goliath with his faith in the Good Shepherd. Jesus said, I'm the Good Shepherd. If we know that, if we know his goodness, we can trust him. It's hard to trust God if you don't believe he's good. It's hard to believe God if you don't think he's got your back. Amen? But if you know it, you can live in it. You've got to understand that that goodness is not just who he is. God is good. How many times did it say that in the Bible? He's, he's fully good. There's nothing, there's nothing in him that's in any way dark or sinister or has another agenda. Some religions teach that God is both a mixture of good and bad. Absolutely not with God. 100% loving. 100% committed. And you think, well, where's that goodness in the world then? But it's man, it's sin that's blocked that. 
It's sin that's caused the things that we walk in. And then we confuse those things with his nature. And that's where we go, go wrong. That's where we don't trust him. But Adam and Eve, is God really good? Did God really say? And it creates division. Where is, I believe we called to fully throw ourselves on him and, and completely not worry about anything. I shall not want. I shall not want. You know, a friend of mine told me recently they went through a time when they'd just come back to church and uh, they, they didn't have any money to feed their children that week. And someone came up to them in the service and said, here's 10 pounds. And she said, I can't accept it. But she said, well, God, God says you should have it. And uh, put that together with the money, the rest of the money that they had. And it was just enough to cover the food shop in that afternoon. And from that point on, she never doubted the goodness of God to provide. I shall not want. I shall not want. I shall not live in, in fear of lack, in fear of what if. He is the good shepherd. He walks beside me. He's been with me in the past. He's, he'll be with me now. That's what David said on the battlefield. The green pastures, which it speaks about, is not simply the good life. It's the fact that he's good even when things aren't good. There's still waters. You know, a lot of religions, I know I've mentioned religions already, but I've been studying other things this week to see really the goodness of God that we have, that we have the presence of the Spirit within us, that we can truly be at peace, that we can truly live and walk without fear of lack, that my God will show up, that my God... He, he doesn't stop. He's, he's, never, he's never left. He never left. You know, Jeremiah wrote in the book of Lamentations, these things I bring to mind and therefore I have hope. Amen. So sometimes you've got to remind yourself of where he's come through before. When people speak to me pastorally and say, oh, I'm struggling with this, I'm struggling with the bills, which we all do at times. I often say to people what someone once said to me, He's not let you down before, has he? He's not let you down before, has he? And just that little phrase is another way of saying, bring these things to mind and have hope. Because the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. Amen. We're living in times where things are getting strange. Things are moving at a faster pace than they have done in, in previous years, you know. There's things on our doorstep, there's things that the news is flooded with. And it can flood us if we're not walking in that sense of green pastures. Going into that place with the Lord where I'm the sheep of his pasture, he's the good shepherd, he is the one watching out for me. If you slip out of that mindset, you, what you see is a world that's in fear. But the Lord has not given you the spirit of fear, the power, love, and a sound mind. So economic crisis is on our doorstep. Food shortages. War. Other pandemics. You know, these are things that are, they always seem to be kind of far off and there's times where suddenly it's on your doorstep like it was two years ago. How did we react? How did you react two years ago? Ask yourself. Because fear is not part of, shouldn't be part of our vocabulary. Our minds at our life. It should be God is good still. 
And I believe that was an opportunity two years ago. I'm not saying it was from God. Don't believe that. But it was an opportunity to go, where does your trust really lie? Will you, like David, say, I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living? Because you have to. That's faith. He will come through. Amen? He will come through. It sounds basic. But if we really lived it and understood it, it would change so much of the way we live. His anointing, his spirit, increases on us the more pressure there is. He prepares a table in the presence of my enemies. You know, when when the enemy comes in like a flood, God raises up a banner. When when the early church faced persecution, the Holy Spirit's presence increased. So don't ever think that God is simply going to back away when the trials increase. He will increase. Amen? He will increase when the trials increase. Always. Always. He will increase. When the devil overplays his hand in whichever format that is, he will increase his power and glory. You know, we live in a time where people rely on things that they can't rely on anymore. Even this week, the government's saying, look, we might even cut the benefits. And that's going to affect a lot of people in this room and in this area. I think think people relied on certain things. And listen, God is the one we're supposed to rely on. What if things change so much in the coming years? I'm not trying to speak fear here. I'm just, I'm just, I guess, getting us to prepare ourselves for what could be. Because we were there two years ago, and let's face it, we're still in the end times. (laughs) Which is good because our redemption is drawing near. Amen. So if anyone speaks end times, don't think fear, think Jesus is coming. Hallelujah. That's the main thing. Amen. We've been at the end times for 2,000 years, according to the Bible. So when someone says we're not in the end times, like, well, we've been in it for a long time. So we're getting, you know, a bit further in now. And Jesus is closer now. He's coming. So here's the thing. What if things got so stripped away in the society that we live in? The people didn't know where to turn, and they actually turned to God. Not saying that God wants to bring destruction on a nation. Never never in the scripture do you see that. However, there are times when he pulls the hand of blessing that's there. If we keep biting that hand of blessing, we don't want God. We don't want Christianity. We don't listen, if you keep biting the hand that feeds you, don't be surprised, nation, when the hand pulls away. Not because he wants to judge. But because in his mercy, he did it with the exiles. This is not on my notes, by the way, today. And so I've gone somewhere else today by the Spirit, I believe. The, ex- the, the exile from, e- from, from Israel, that was God's mercy. Because they realized how adulterous, how idolatrous they'd been towards God. And the hand of blessing that they enjoyed for a long time was suddenly stripped away. And now they're in a foreign land and things are, things are the way they are. But it was for a season and a time so that they could repent and then rebuild as a righteous nation again. That is the mercy of God at work, even within judgment. So, 
whatever comes in the coming years, and I'm not saying, I'm not predicting any particular things I've had. I believe I've had times that I've had visionary experiences from God of things that could be. But listen, as a general word, He is the good shepherd. In the valley of the shadow of death, look, if something happens next week or next year or the next 10 years, this truth will not change. Amen. He will not go anywhere. Praise God. I would have lost heart, David said, unless I believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So the question is, are you losing heart? Are you losing heart? Are you struggling with the idea of God's goodness? Are you struggling with any of these things? Because, listen, you've got to bring yourself back to truth. You've got to bring yourself back to what he says, who he is, his presence. And you'll be renewed in those the valleys of those pastures of green again. Even in the valley. Amen. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. Oh, that's a great way. That's something great to speak out. It will follow me, and I know it by experience, and I pray you do too, all of the days of my life, and it doesn't even end with my life. In fact, my life is just a vapor. Yours is just a vapor. 70, 80, 90 years, maybe 100 plus. That's nothing in the light of eternity. Nothing. It's forever. You can't get your head around that. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I will have eternal life forever. This life is so short. It's over so quick. And when someone dies, you realize that. You don't need to understand everything. You just need to trust his character. You need to live this life, however long or short it is, for him. You need to live with the assurance that his goodness will follow you. And right now, as you face your enemies, he prepares a table in the presence of your enemies, of the things that come against you. He is the God who made everything, can do anything, and he's not, he's not finished yet. You know, even if things go badly in this nation, and of course they could, like any nation, God's Spirit would increase on His people. Hallelujah. It could be the greatest season of the church of all time. Many of the prophetic voices are saying we're on the verge of something big. We've all looked at it different angles. Kevin's, who was here as a, as a prophet, spoke on it. Others have as well. There's something, we're coming into a new day and a new season, like nothing we've ever seen before. And it could be simultaneous with things going bad in the nation. But things going so well for us spiritually. Really knowing the goodness of God. Really living in it. Amen? Amen. Amen. He anoints my head. Let's just pray right now. Lord, anoint our head again. Anoint us with the oil of gladness. Anoint us, Lord, in the presence of our enemies, Jesus. Anoint us with the power of the Holy Spirit. I pray for everyone here today, Lord, that they would know your goodness, Lord, and show your goodness, Lord, that they would show your goodness, Jesus, because of the revelation that you are good. You are good. So, Lord, for everyone here today, anoint us with power again, Lord, to do the works you've called us to. 
to do the works that you've called us to, Lord. Lord, I thank you, God. You, you've never left. Your presence is always with us. Jesus. Jesus, go before us. Thank you, Lord.